Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours, and you're listening to The Neighbourhood Rewatch. Uh, should we talk about some neighbours then? Yes. Yes. Let's do this. Uh, I'm actually slightly worried that we're not going to have enough time with the call though. So I might just start a new call at this point. We've got enough time to get started. Fuck it. Go for it. See what happens. Seven minutes to to, co- to cover the jail storyline. Or as yeah, I like go for to it. call it, Orange is the new neighbours. I'll put another jingle there. Since uh, since you said you did you liked my jingle from uh, Neighbours wrote a porno, by the way there is why not there is why more. not Neighbours is the new black. I don't know. Orange is the new Neighbours sounded better. <laughs> Nothing makes sense anyway. Carry on. <coughs> uh, so yeah, I'll put a little jingle there. Uh, so now the police know about the gang uh, because. Freya went to Levi and Aaron went to Levi and they know this gang is influencing things from the inside. So uh, Andy is like, finally, we could do, we've got proof now. We could do something. We can put David in a protection, in a protection cell to protect him from the other people. Uh, so they do. And he then FaceTimes Paul to tell him this wonderful news, which I don't think you can do in jail. If I'm perfectly honest, you definitely can't FaceTime from jail. You're not getting an iPad up your ass. You might get. I'm pretty sure in the three and a half minutes of stuff that I watched this week, that they had a conversation outside the police station. And I'm sure I heard that one of the cops say, We can arrange a video call for you if you want. And he might have been like, No, nah, I don't want to do that. But they did say that. No, nah, I don't think that's allowed in jail. You're not just allowed to Zoom call people. While you're in jail. I don't know. I've never been in jail, personally. It is bullshit. I mean, like you say, you're not getting one up your ass, and you're certainly not getting one down your foreskin, are you? So it's... (laughs) 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 Yeah, so everything looks it's going fine. You know, he's in protection cell. They're working on a case to get him out. And you're like, oh, brilliant. This is fantastic. But then, dodgy crime woman shows shows a picture of a live feed of David in his protection cell. And they're like, oh, fuck, there's someone on the inside here. There's, it's an in, the gang have infiltrated someone who's working for the prison. Uh, so Andy, the main policeman in Aaronsborough, he meets David and is like, listen, one of the guards is Ben. If you wear this wire, we can get evidence and then you'll get off because you would have helped stop another crime, which cancels out the other crime that you've done. Uh, that's not how that works again absolute <laughs> bullshit <laughs> so yeah two wrongs do make a right and uh and this so, yeah, is he... just a and this is this is andy i know he's our main port of call for all things police related in neighbors but he is, he would have no say in this prison whatsoever he is just a regular policeman he wouldn't act like he's not a detective or anything he's literally someone who finds the cat 
if the cat is lost on Ramsey Street. <laughs> he, he, I don't know why all of a sudden he thinks he's big man in the prison. It makes no sense that any of this stuff. Yeah, and I wasn't recognised in the prison either as a strange one because I'm sure, I'm sure at some point he would have run into these people. He, he goes to visit him. Them. He goes to visit him just in the regular visiting, like canteen bit. Yeah, um, he just sits up, up like, and nobody goes. Whoa, hang on, hang on. Yeah, he visits him in the maximum security prison, and we know it's maximum security because there's a big sign on the wall that says maximum security prison. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty Fucking sure you're not allowed to department had a field day that day shit <laughs> uh, yeah I'm uh, pretty sure you're not allowed visitors in a maximum security prison but anyway uh, so sure you are that's ridiculous you're worse than neighbours of course you are <laughs> so David is charged with the task of figuring out which one is the dodgy guard uh, and he's a bit shit at this uh, basically the first guard he sees is like oh I can uh I can do. I can make it worth your time if you want. And this guard was just like, "I'm not sucking you off." Like, <laughs> no, thank you. I don't care what your dad said about it last week. This is not happening. That's what, pretty this much what not happening. Uh, but it, but that doesn't matter because instantly there's a there's a fire alarm or something been pulled, uh, and he gets rushed outside. And guess what? He's in the courtyard on his own. Absolute bullshit again. There's yeah. no way. It's not a fucking like episode of The Simpsons when Bart pulls a fucking fire alarm. <laughs> it's literally a maximum security prison. Someone can pull a fire alarm and one person go outside by themselves with nobody knowing anything to do with this. There'd be cameras <laughs> all over the show. There'd be guards running everywhere. Prisoners getting locked down, not taken outside. It's absolute bullshit. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Really wound me up. Uh, and then he's outside. Well, he's not alone for long because the big, bald, scary dude who knows him is there and he's got a shiv. He's gonna stab him. He's gonna give him a good. Oh, old, wow. He's gonna give him a good old stab up. <laughs> uh, and as this is going on, even more drama, because we cut to Kiri and uh, Freya chilling at home, and like Freya's, uh, Kiri's talking about Nicolette because you know, Nicolette's blown her off early in the day, which is another storyline we'll get to in a bit. And they're just chatting. They're having. They're making some tea, and they bang through the door. Comes dodgy crime woman. She's called Emma, you know. Dodgy crime woman. Uh, dodgy crime woman and uh, blonde milf. That's their names. Uh, so dodgy crime woman comes in with a gun and a shot guy. Uh, yeah, and she's like, you've got to fucking save him. Do some surgery. And she's like, I'm just a nurse. And they spend the whole time. And she spends the whole time just waving this gun around going, fucking fix him. Fucking fix him. She's like, I'm a nurse. I don't know what I'm doing. And she's like, I don't care if I can fix him. And she's like, I don't know. He looks like he's dying, though. You need to take him to a hospital. And she's like, I don't care. Fucking fix him. She fires the gun off, which nobody, which seems to wake up Levi, but very sleepily. It's kind of like when I fell asleep with Seth in the bath. I was just kind of nodding off a little bit. He just kind of stirred him a little bit. Then he had another 20 minutes nap. So, he, so she shoots the gun off uh, and threatens Kiri. And she's like, right, fine, I'll have a look. But he is going to die at any moment. And she's like, well, you'd better fix him because I'm going to get him killed. If, if, 
if I don't phone this guy, this bald, big ball guy in 20 minutes, he's, he's dying. Uh, David's going to get killed. And you're like, oh, fuck, this is dramatic. And then Nicolette walks in as well, because Nicolette's had a bit of a day, which we'll get onto later. And uh, she wants to go see Kiri and apologize. And she gets waved a, a, a gun waved in the face straight away as well. And then Freya's like, well, she used to be a nurse. She only manages the cafe now, but she used to be a nurse. She might be able to save it. <laughs> and just puts it all on Nicolette. But it's all a bit of a ruse. Because then... Because Freya's like, right, I'm going to go get some... I think she says, I'm going to get some towels or something. I'm just going to go over here and get some towels. She's like, don't you fucking try anything. Pointing this gun in the face. She's like, I'm not going to try anything. She's like, don't you fucking try anything. Because if you do, I'm going to send a message... <laughs> This is basically the episode. This is a reenactment. If you do try something, I'm going to send a message to kill David and he won't survive. And Freya's like, I'm not trying anything. You can't, you can't survive being killed, to be fair. You can't. You can't come from come back from that. Um, many have tried. <laughs> but uh, and Freya's like, yeah, I'm not trying anything. I'm not trying anything. Surprise, I'm trying something. Rushes her. She goes to shoot Kiri. Uh, she catches her in time. Nicolette dives over Kiri to try and save her. Uh, but Freya gets her to the floor, gives her the worst fake punch I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> clearly makes no contact at all. But they didn't bother reshooting that bit. Uh, and <laughs> she gets the gun. She's like, who's got the gun now, bitch? Uh, but they look at her phone and they think, oh, fuck. They've just sent a message. It says, kill him and you're like oh fuck david's about to die cuts back to david with bald headed guy he gets the message says kill him he's goes right i just had a message sent to kill you i'm about to kill you who shows up i'm gonna, all... I'm gonna kill you now i'm gonna kill you I'm any minute now i'm you. gonna kill you I'm definitely kill you those guards better not come out of that door oh i know all the guards have come out the door oh. i can't kill you though like i promised i was about to kill you uh... yeah, it's really shit <laughs> it is the more I think about it, you made the reference for about Sideshow Bob before. It's more Sideshow Bob than I've ever seen in my life. It's really stupid. Uh, so, yeah, all these guards with guns who this guy could probably take. He could take every single one of them. He towers over them by at least at least a foot. They do have guns, though. Yeah, but he just swipe them aside, surely. Uh I, I, really I, hope, I hope you never get a gun pulled. I hope this anyway. But if you get a gun pulled on you and you attempt to swipe it away... When the, when the person with the gun is 10 feet away from you, stop it. Like, Nicolette did it. Swipe it, no. Nicolette did it. Dodgy crime woman aimed that gun square at Kiri, at Kiri and somehow... Kiri didn't get shot. You know, so dodgy crime woman shouldn't have been scared even once Kiri had the gun in her hand because why would she think that Kiri would have the balls to shoot her with it? She's not a, she's not that person. Yeah. Suddenly put a gun in your hand like just because they've been pointing it at you. You're like, oh, I'm going to shoot you with it now. No, I'm not going to shoot someone. <laughs> so there we go. Everything's all right. The sting worked. Because now they've got all the evidence they need. And because David has helped the police with a larger crime gang, which doesn't have a name, as far as I know, it's dodgy crime woman and big ball guy in this gang. That's it. And one guard. It's barely a gang. 
Uh, it's barely enough. And the guy got shot. And the guy got shot, yeah. So it's just about enough to do a podcast. I wouldn't start calling it a gang. But because he's helped unravel this this crime gang, they're like, yeah, you're off the hook now. Uh, you're still on probation for five years, so don't do any more crimes. Don't accidentally kill anyone. Oh, and you can never be a doctor again as well. That's what they said. Uh, Who's saying this? It, it, oh, for fuck's sake. <sighs> All of this, all of this stuff would have to be so fucking official and go through the courts and take fucking months, if not years. But this is just no, one this of was the next guards morning. going. Well done. I oh, know he's you out the next now. He's out the next. He gets out. Just gets out. Yeah. Literally, you can go home. Not like right, we'll have to sort it out, or we'll redo your trial, or we need to speak to whoever. It's literally. Oh, it's morning. Get yourself home, son. So he's had he's had to stay in prison overnight then. Yeah, he probably wanted one last sleep there, to be honest. So, so even even though he's just been through this really traumatic experience for them, he's like, yeah, it's fine. You just just stay an extra night in this room, which is probably is he by himself in his room? Yeah, he, he might have gone to like room. the fancy room. <laughs> might have slept he's got outside. a little baby, hasn't he? At home, he probably thought, well, I'll stay in prison and have a nice nice sleep one more night. Yeah. Do you think there's anybody still thinking this show needs saving? <laughs> no. They've gone quiet, haven't they? Let's be honest. They have. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, that's fine. There you go. That is that storyline wrapped up. David is back home with his daughter and Aaron. And do you know what they said? I think we need a little holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. So we ain't seen them again. They're fucking gone. That's all done. They're going to Adelaide for a bit. We're off now. <laughs> so it's all wrapped up in a nice little bow. Um, speaking of nice little bows, uh, it's time for everyone's new favourite segment. I was thinking bow tie, like a little show. Like sometimes, like people just wear a bow tie and nothing else. Where is he going with this? Because it's everyone's favourite segment. Neighbours wrote a porno. Wearing a bow tie. But just a bow tie. <laughs> Nothing to say to that. Nothing to say, anyway. It wasn't my strongest one. I will happily admit. It wasn't my strongest segue there. But I'm the one who's not was. funny. <laughs> Come on, tell us about this bit then. This is this is the... It's kind of died on its ass now. This is probably the last time we're going to do it. It probably has, actually, yeah. Unless, they might be able to gleam another week out of it. We'll see. Uh, so I did see I did see 30 seconds of this, and it's absolutely awful. Yeah, so uh, Byron and, and, and Nicolette are on the same team now, and they're like, we need to find out what's going on with this. So Byron's got a plan. He's like, don't worry, Nicolette. I want to go around and shag her this morning, but what I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm going to tie her up and then look through all her shit while she's tied up. And she put a blindfold on her. Oh yeah, and a blindfold. Blindfold's yeah. crucial. Yeah. Blindfold. If you tied her up, she'd still fucking see everything. <laughs> well, when you're tying someone up, I feel like the blindfold is that's just that's just a given. We point. don't need that glimpse into your private life. But also, yourself. ever done the blindfold? <laughs> Blatantly done a blindfold. Look at his face. Look at his face. Look at him squirming <laughs> in his chair. We're talking to you. No, I, I guess I it's, it's you. basically a given. If, you, if you're tying someone up, you might as well, you're putting a blindfold on him. 
Because what well, that ball is, gag. Is <laughs> well, no, not the ball gag. I feel no. You you need you need a tie around the wrists, tie around the eyes, ball gag, fire up the arse. <laughs> wow! Wow! Uh, so we do Tim special, everybody. Tim special. <laughs> so he does that. He uh, so he gets to a place. He's like, oh, I've got an idea this week. And she's like, okay, cool. What's it going to be? He's like, I'm going to tie you down. I'm going to put a blindfold on you. He's like, I'm a secret agent. And then he turns around and says the immortal line, I've got a pen. He says, I've got a pen. He picks up a pen from a handbag, says, I've got a pen. Um, he does. Shoved it up her ass. Yeah, well done. So, does. Listen to last week's podcast to see what, what you can do with a pen. Um, <laughs> and he's like, oh, and she's like, oh, it's a pen. He's like, yeah, it's a laser pen. I'm going to laser you if you don't do what I say. It's, it's so, this is so bad, so bad. <laughs> uh, so well, it's supposed to be bad because he's supposed to be like almost improvising himself because he's like trying to do it, but it it comes across like they had no idea they were shooting that scene that day, and they just went, "Go and we're going to have to do this now." We're you know we've only got you one more day, this blonde milf. So oh, we're going to have to do that scene. Make some up. Yeah, I think she's shooting yeah. a porno in the afternoon as well. So she, it, this room yeah. is silent as well. She can hear <laughs> him going through all her stuff. Oh no, she does. She catches him fucking instantly. Instantly she just does. catches him. because uh, she's like, Oh, I'm not really into this one. And he's just there rooting through a bag and a phone. But before she gets caught, he does see a name, Doctor C. Uh, which we're gonna assume is Dr. Clive. And it is. Because instantly climbs having a cup of coffee with Jane, and he gets a message from, I think it says Blonde Milf, I can't remember, whatever her name is. Uh, he's just like, I need to see you now. He's like, oh, fuck, I need to go. Sorry, Jane. Nicolette sees this because it's in the cafe. And uh, she's like, right, I'm going to abandon my shift uh, because I need to just go. Just fucks off. Time. Just fucks off. There's probably people who won't fall in sick for the neighbor's finale, but she'll just fuck off at a moment's notice. <laughs> Not impressed with Nicolette's dedication. She'll throw herself in front of uh, front of Kiri, but she can't complete a full shift. No good in my eyes. No good. Uh, yeah, so she fucks up a shift. Takes her apron off, which is the official sign of I'm fucking the shift off uh, when you take your apron off. And follows him to Blonde Mill's house. Don't uh, you like wear your apron home and then sit down at the table ready for you? T- I'm sure this was a thing where you kept your full uniform on no this was the waistcoat remember and and we took the was that what it was you had the waistcoat waistcoat, ridiculous he's gone well he's well he's gone um no no sorry i I thought you know when you said it was dr c obviously it is supposed to be dr clive however i think what would be a nice little swerve we do like a swerve on this podcast is if actually she meant Dr. Carl and she just spelled his name with a C instead of a K yeah. by mistake in a phone. Turns out she's fucking Kyle Kennedy. One last shag for old time's sake. That's the that's the finale. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> oh, no, no. The very finale is Susan finding out end titles. Yeah. Just bl- bitch slaps everyone on, this, on the show. No, just Carl. The way Carl. the way it's going at the moment, it could be that, or it's Carl jagging it, and then Susan's like, "I could get involved with this." <laughs> oh, Tim, 
Tim wrote, <laughs> Tim wrote a porno, everybody. Tim wrote a porno. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> Tim. Oh, Tim's writing neighbors, neighbors, neighbors fan porn. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we, that's how you can continue the show. Just write it in fan fiction. Yeah, it could just become a series of like erotic novels <laughs> that worked for 50 shades right that was twilight fucking erotic fantasy yeah, fiction, wasn't that it? was twilight fan fiction yeah so there we'll we go. Around. i can't remember which either way <laughs> yeah. yeah so there we go so wait, there we go that's what we're doing that's what we can do after neighbors it's another revenue stream for us <laughs> um, yeah but he but nicolette gets there scenes sees a uh, blonde milf and clive being a bit friendly Take through the window, so takes a photo of it, uh, and then runs straight back home to Jane. Oh no, no, uh, speaks to Baron first, and then they go and confront Jane, and like Clive's having an affair. Show her the picture, and she's like, "It's got to be an explanation." I'll I'll speak to him, and then she doesn't have to wait long because Clive walks through, and then Nicolette's like, "Why are you shagging that blonde milf?" The explanation is the most boring explanation. That it is a very shit explanation. And it's yeah. it just sits on the fence as well, which is weird. So um, he's like, right, okay. She was She's a major benefactor of the hospital that I run. Uh, which I'm going to assume is Erinsborough Hospital. No. Uh, she's a major benefactor, but she used to be a, she used to be a client and I used to slip her, slip her one. So she's She's become a main. We we split up a couple of years ago, but she found me. She's obsessed with me. Don't know why, because he's not attractive in the slightest. Nope. Um, she's obsessed with me. She's become a major benefactor. She's holding all this over me. Uh, she's still interested, but I've been keeping her at bay. Uh, so Jane kind she kind of takes that at first, and it's like, yeah, that's fine. I get that. But then she's like, actually, no, I want to speak to. I want to speak to Blonde Milf. So he goes to speak to Blonde Milf. Uh, I mean, if he, this was a part of them two would have got it on at this point. But uh, he kind of potatoes off her and she's like, ah, uh, Blonde Milf's like, nah, she, he definitely, he, I, I, I came onto him the other week and he said he'd think about it. He's defo still up for it. So Jane's very upset by this, as you would be. Uh, See, this was my favourite storyline, Male Gigolo in Neighbours four weeks ago. And it has now become the most boring storyline. In the because they've made, <laughs> they've made it now is just Jane staying with Boring Clive, uh, which we all know what will happen. They'll just leave the show next week together. I think That's they'll not... stay together and leave the show, yeah. I think yeah. yeah, it's a shame. I don't think, yeah, I don't think we're going to gleam another week out of this, which is a shame because Neighbours wrote a porno. I'd... It, it could have been... It could have been up there with Pedo Watch in, in classic segments. This is the problem. It's dead. We enjoyed it for two weeks. It's done. It's dead. You were the kind that you would, you were probably pleased friends did 10 seasons. <laughs> no. And the fact that Lost did about 25 seasons, it didn't need it. It was good for three seasons. Uh, well, Jane, there was a very, there was a fun moment actually though. So when Jane was like, Wait a minute, how did you like get all this information? How did you how do you know this woman? And Byron's like, oh fuck, I'm a gigolo. And the second he says I'm a gigolo, <laughs> the picture of Mrs. Mangle in the in the front porch instantly falls down on the floor in a dramatic way. Yeah. So that, that means so Mrs. Mangle's disappointed from the grave. Um, 
so disappointed that she's thrown the picture of herself down on the floor to express her displeasure at Byron being a jiggler. Uh, Jane also tries to listen to a podcast as well about it to see if that's got any answers. Guess what? The podcast has got no answers. Um, they very rarely do. They very rarely do. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she maybe she heard there was an agony Yank segment going out somewhere. <laughs> But there was no answers, unfortunately. Uh, and she ends up just breaking down at Harold in the cafe. And that's pretty much where we leave it, to be honest. Lord, uh, it's fucking terrible. Yeah. So that was probably for the last time Neighbours wrote a porno. Oh, it's a shame. It's a shame because that was the one jingle you've actually liked in the year and a half we've been doing this. It's only the second one we've known about. You've got two weeks left. You might pull another one out your ass. You never know. Let's talk about Malcolm. Let's talk. Let's. I think we've 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 kind of skirted around a little bit around this with Carl Kennedy. Let's talk about Malcolm. Malcolm, of course, being Mal Kennedy, son, eldest son of Carl and Susan. He's fucking back. That's a massive return. Massive pop I gave Mal Kennedy because I feel like he's someone who's been gone for fucking ages and never came back. I like to think he he kept trying to get him to come back because his picture, like we keep saying, still hangs above the fucking fireplace from way back when and he's never come back. I think it's a big coup to get him back. Did he leave like 97 or 98? Yeah. Before we we started doing this shit. Mm. Yeah, he went off to live in London with his girlfriend, wife. Um, but he's Catherine, his boyfriend, and his Catherine, yeah, <laughs> Catherine. Uh, yeah, but he's back. Yeah, yeah, I'm brought so, Catherine with him now. No, well, he shows this, up on it. This this is really good, right? So I popped massive for Mal Kennedy because I was not expecting it at all. And he still looks fucking good as well. He's a handsome man, Mal Kennedy. I think he's he's he a cool guy. I like him. And I cheered. I was like, yes, it's Mal Kennedy. This is like, but then there was a second one, a second return at the end, <laughs> which was even bigger. And that's that was brilliant, neighbors. Like we do, obviously, we talk every so often about being similar to wrestling, but this reminded me of the um the return. Can't remember who came first. I think it was the Triple H return. And then the Undertaker came out, or it was the other. Oh, no, way it was either way. It was Taker, and then Triple so H Undertaker came back. Came back. He, he, yeah, he hadn't been there for fucking ages, and then Triple H came out, and everyone went fucking mental. It was also the same in AEW fairly recently when um, Adam Cole and then Brian Danielson came out. It was fucking brilliant. Sorry to all the people who don't really like wrestling and just listen to the neighbor shit, but it's similar. It's just good when you get one and you think, "Oh, that's the big return for today." No, it's yeah. not. Yeah, it was really good because, yeah, he's not brought his wife. And I thought, because they're like, where's Catherine? Oh, well, he's not here. And like, Scott and Sue's straight away like, oh, he's, he's fucking hiding something here. So they ask him again. And he's like, oh, we've split up. And they're like, oh, I'm really sorry. He's like, yeah, I've been homesick. And, you know, second I mentioned that, it's just, you know, we've kind of grown apart and this and that. And I thought it was because the actress who played Catherine has been a little bit troubled in her personal life. I think she's been in and out of rehab quite a lot. Uh, so I thought that's what they were kind of skirting around the issue of that and going, well, she can't come back because she's in rehab or whatever. So they were just kind of explaining that off. But oh no, they were learning, they were leaning into another, another big reveal. 
So Margaret, they're like, come stay here. And he's like, no, you've got Harold. You've got another random guy living with you. Um, <laughs> your house is full. I'll stay at Lasseter's. Don't worry. I've already got, I've already checked in. I've just dropped your bags off. I just wanted to come surprise you, but surprise you both. But I'm going to head back to the hotel and I'll come see you later. Uh, so he heads back to the hotel and he's like, oh, that was a bit intense. And you hear a female voice and you're like, who the fuck is this? And then he carries on talking and then he leans in and it's Izzy. Uh, I don't know if this will mean anything to you, Tim, uh, but Izzy is the other very notable affair of Carl Kennedy uh, that he has after Sarah uh, and they have a kid together from that affair, I believe. Uh, Why so, are they together? Uh, don't know. They just are, though. They're just together, and it's a big bombshell. So, no suggestion, but just... He's they, just banging. She was in London, he was in London, and they got together. London's a small That's place bullshit. as well. London's a very well, small Everybody knows everybody, don't they? Yeah. So exactly. Mal, Mal just thought... You banged my dad, you'll probably like me as well. Yeah, so you've banged my dad and had a child who is my step-sister? I'm trying to figure out the... Yeah. Is that yeah. right? Is it, is that, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. So, he's sh- yeah, he's, stacking, he's shagging his step-sister's mum. Which might not be a legal connection, but it's basically his own stepmom. It's very weird. It's very it's weird. Very, I very still very fucking weird. cheered, though, when it was... <laughs> when it, was revealed, so. it was a very good reveal. And Izzy is looking fantastic as well. She looks fantastic. Yeah, she's she not is. like... like She's she's older, but she looks fantastic. <laughs> she's aged like a fine wine. Don't oh, don't fucking, stop. Yeah, so yeah, there we go. Um, so Miles like, right? I'm gonna have to tell him. I'm gonna go tell him now. And he and he's like, you stay in this hotel, Izzy. Don't you go out and get seen by people because it'll ruin it all. So Izzy spends about two minutes and goes, "Fuck this! I'm bored. I'm going for a drink." Goes for a drink, puts a wow. shit wig on her hat or some sunglasses. Harold walks into the bar and goes, <laughs> literally fucking smells her. He went, "I know that perfume. <laughs> You're Izzy." It's ridiculous. <laughs> it she has not been in that show for probably best part of 20 years. They pr- like, and you can somehow remember the smell of her perfume. Which makes me think, is Harold sniffing everybody on the set? I don't know. Maybe. Is he a he knows what smells like. It makes me think he had to go back in the day as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just everyone must have their own scent on Neighbours. I think if we are able to get any guests on, we should play. Um, name that scent with the, with those guests and say a name. Either we tell them a, na- a name of a character, Harold, for example, and they say what they smell like, <laughs> or we do it the other way where we give them a, some like a smell and they have to say which character that would be. <laughs> We're playing it, Jason will play. Yeah, Jason, <laughs> definitely. What, so what do we think is he smells like then? Hot vag. Unbelievable. You're, right, when is Jason coming on? Because Tim can't be there. <laughs> Horrendous. Horrendous. Does, does hot vag smell different from cold vag? You would. You should know. 
idea. Well, that game's ruined. Thanks, Tim. Uh, <laughs> thanks, mate. You well, could have come up with a jingle for that as well. He's fucking ruined <laughs> it. <number one. laughs> I think Izzy smells like lilacs and Chardonnay. There we go. That's what I'm going to say. That's worse than what I said. Um, Romantic bastard. <laughs> No, I imagine Izzy's gotten a very alluring smell. Um, but yeah, it's getting worse. And Harold's like, just say, what? just say the W word. Just say it. Say she smells like a waitress. You hanging <laughs> bastard. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they have a look, they have a little catch up. Harold's like, what are you doing in what are you doing here in Erinsborough? And she's like, oh, I've got a new man. And he's like, oh, who is it? And she's like, oh, you don't want to fucking know. He's like, oh, okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pry. I've caused enough fucking, I've fucked enough shit up this week. Uh, so she gets a bottle of champagne. She downs a massive glass of wine that she's just ordered. She ordered, it's like 250 mil glass of wine. Orders it and then goes, oh shit, I need to go. Fucking clocks the wine. Let's have a bottle of champagne to go. Uh, and take it before this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then just barges around to Carla Susan's with champagne, going, hey. Like, everyone's going to be really happy about this. And Mal's like, A, I've not got around to telling him yet. And B, why do you think everyone's going to be happy about this? <laughs> and they're fucking not. Carl is completely fucking dumbfounded by all of this. He's just like, what? Like, he thinks he's seen a ghost. He's like, what the fuck is going on? What are you doing here? So, like, Susan instantly is just, like, ready to fucking fight. Yeah, she uh, is. She, she steps right up. She does not like bow down and think, "Oh shit, I feel sorry for herself." She steps up right away, which is pretty good for. She was like, "She's yeah, she's instantly ready to fucking fight." She's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" And she's like, "Well, to be honest, I'm fucking your son." Uh, <laughs> and yeah, they're just completely fucking dumbfounded by it. They go, Mal and Izzy go off, and then Susan's just like that fucking bitch. She's like, wait a minute, is she using Mal to get back at you? And she's like, no, 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 no. She's doing something else. I'm going to fucking confront this bitch. So she goes around to the hotel and just fucking gives... And I'm surprised she didn't actually fucking hit her, if I'm honest. Uh, but tells her in no uncertain terms that she knows she's up to something. She will not stand for it and she will fucking tear her down. Again, though, this would be like the start of quite a long storyline, you would think. However, they... what I was thinking. Got- They've only got two weeks left, so I've no idea how they're going to somehow wrap this up in two weeks. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I think? It would actually be quite nice if Mal came back either with a recast wife or just by himself because he's just on a holiday and wants to visit his parents. Wouldn't it be nice if he was just there for the next couple of weeks? And he felt the need may- to give maybe... him a really big storyline. Yeah. And I think that's what they're doing with all of them. Like, no one's coming back like, you'll get to another big return in a minute, I imagine, of someone from way back when, like, in the earlier episodes, we're going, we're talking 80s, like, they've come back, and instead of just going, oh, they're back to say hello or whatever, like, they're back, and they've given quite a big storyline, and I don't see how this is going to be wrapped up in two weeks either. It's mental. It's their opportunity where they could have, they could have had a few people come back and literally just, had them just be nice and hang out and catch up for the next two weeks. And it, for nostalgia's sake, it would have been interesting enough to just watch them do it. And then we can kind of build up. Yeah. There can be just one storyline that holds them all together. 
Yeah, and you, see, you could see ones. you could see Mal talking to. I don't know if he ever met oh, Amy. Why isn't like Amy was looking for a man? Mal could have come back like without his wife, and they could have just gone off on a date in the last couple of episodes. Oh, do you fancy going yeah. for a, a coffee? Yeah, okay. Yeah. You seem like a nice guy. Yeah, literally, we were, that's never in the show to, we were never in the show together, but look at that, a little bit of crossover. That'd be pretty yeah. good. Yeah, you, don't have to it all out. you don't have to go, right, okay, them two are getting married now. It can just be, want to go for a coffee. And then that's, that's it. That's a you great know, ending. Oh, it's that, you know, start something, wonder what would happen. Oh, we should. I imagine we should. in Tim's mind, that is the happiest ending there would ever be. Go for a coffee. <laughs> Like, oh, nothing beats that for Tim. He'd cry. I'd be like the end of Shawshank. Yeah, I'm worried that they've got, what, two weeks left now? Two weeks. One of them being a 90-minute special, but the rest of it just 20-odd minutes. There's not much time to wrap this shit up. I'm tempted to watch... We're doing this. We're filming this on a Monday night. I'm tempted to watch Mondays now to see what the fuck's going on, though. So maybe it's working. Yeah, it's 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 certainly interesting. It, it's, it might be terrible, but it's... Have any of the specials they've done been any good? What do you mean? Because like, they did the zombie stuff and whatever all other silliness they did. Which, it was all just pure shite. I think they were all done with tongue-in-cheek, weren't they? I think they were all... Yeah, but... I don't think they've done anything properly. But then I think there were spin-offs as well, which didn't get anywhere from what I can yeah. tell. So. I'm just worried it's going to, if they don't try to just be really calm and just, oh, isn't this nice? Everyone's back together again. If they actually try to go out with a bang, they're going to ruin it. Yeah. It's already shit. I suppose they can't ruin it. Yeah. It looks like they're trying to build to some big crescendo. And we'll maybe talk about what that is in a moment. We'll talk about the Rebecca's or the soon. Another return. Another return. This isn't even the big one I meant earlier. No, just another return. So they've decided to have an engagement party, uh, but a very impromptu one that Amy has decided she's going to host and sort out. Uh, so she, throw, she, she, bring, she brings all the cocktails. She gets all the food ordered. She sorted this out brilliant. Uh, but the tension between Harold and Mel is very palpable through all, throughout this. Uh, but yeah, we get some returns. We get, uh, obviously, Mal shows up. Uh, Toadie's mum shows up as well. Angie Rebecca. Angie Rebecca. And instantly just starts being a cunt to Mel. Instantly. <laughs> uh, Mel's like, oh, you're, you're Toadie's mum. This'll be nice. And she'd be like, I'll be the fucking judge of that. She's like, you look about my age. I thought you was his mum, not me. Um, <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they spend a lot of time just kind of Harold and Mel are just kind of fucking side-eyeing each other and like Zara's sticking her oar in here and there and just trying to stir the pot a little bit. And Toadie notices, eventually notices something's off and is like, Mel, what's up? This is your engagement party. You should look quite happy about this. And she's like, no, Harold's been horrible to me. Uh, and at that point, Harold walks in and Toadie's like, why are you being horrible to Mel? He's like, rah, 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 rah. he's like, you need to leave the party, mate. You need to get going. And Harold's like, what? He's like, go, get out of the party. Uh, which he does. Uh, but then Harold goes... Why would he be there anyway if he's just going to be a dick? Carl and Susan convince him. Carl and Susan make him go. He doesn't want to go. 
He's like, no, I'm a bit tired. I don't want to go. And they're like, oh, come on. He's only, he's only, he's only been married five times. He might not have another engagement party. <laughs> There's only two weeks left. Only two weeks left. Goes <laughs> to the fucking engagement party. And he's like, all right, fine, I'll go. But yeah, like he keeps his distance from Mel. Uh, but then, so he gets kicked out of this party. So Cody like, kicks him out. He says, fuck you. Get out of my house. So Harold decides to uh, Skype call Joe Mangle. Skype's Joe Mangle, Tim. Joe Mangle. So he's not Skype actually there, offended, then? Apparently. No, he's not there. And he is... Oh, that's lazy. He's looking bogan as fuck as well. He is... No, he doesn't. Look, he does not look in a good way at all. Look at him trying to be Australian using yes. fucking bogan. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Harold's like, you know, Mel's marrying uh, Toadie, and I'm not happy about this after what happened. And then Joe's like, oh, do you know what? Maybe I was a bit harsh about it all. Now I think about it. Maybe I was the cunt, not her. And then I was like, what do you mean? He's like. Yeah, maybe I was just being a bit harsh. He's like, for fuck's sake, I've just tried to ruin this marriage and stop it from happening. <laughs> you could have talking, told me this years ago. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, mate. I must have been a bit pissed. Uh, I've been in a bit... <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, I've been in a bad way. He looks so... like He looks like he's about to die at any moment. He does. He does. Uh, that next drink will kill him. Uh, and he's like, oh, sorry. Sorry, Harold. Sorry, but yeah, maybe I was a bit harsh. Maybe I was the cunt. And I was like, for fuck's sake, I've, I've upset Tony. I've tried to ruin, I've, I've ruined everything. So he goes back to apologize. And Mel accepts the apology. Uh, Tony's a little bit more frosty about it, but kind of accepts the apology. Uh, and then at that point, Tony's mum comes back and Mel's like, it starts being horrible to Mel again. And Mel's like, you're a fucking, I hate you. You're a cunt. Stop being horrible to me. I'm marrying Tony, whether you fucking like it or not. And you're like, oh, okay, you know, a bit of tension going into the, the wedding. Maybe she'll maybe she'll uh, object to it at some point. Maybe she'll she'll put a spanner in the work somehow. Uh, maybe this is how it's going to go. No, next scene, Mel's doing the washing up or something. And uh, she goes, ah, oh, sorry about being a cunt to you, but I was just testing you, really. Uh, but you've passed, don't worry. We're bezo mates now. And then Mel just accepts this, like, that's fine. Oh, yeah, that's fine to put me through a test. And then she does the ridiculous laugh. Oh, and yeah. it, was, it was fucking forced as fuck. It was horrible. They, uh, they kept, like, I don't, this didn't need to carry on because otherwise it would have been a storyline. This was one of those classic eight minute neighbor storylines. I was all right with this bit being a short one. Yeah. But that's just a weird way to test someone to think if to see if they're suitable. He's like, oh, you know, Rebecca's need to be made of tough stuff. So I needed to see if you had the metal. Did, um, did when you met Peyton's family on your on one of your many sojourns to Australia, um, <laughs> did um, did they kind of because obviously you know uh, probably not what they expected. <laughs> don't know, don't know. I could be. I don't. I could be wrong. I don't know because did you have to win them over in any way? Did they fucking hate you? Is what I'm asking. Go on. Uh, Peyton's mum was a bit apprehensive at first but yeah i think was it one of them where she thought like you like she could go out with you because you're so old (laughs) uh i am closer in age to peyton's mum than (laughs) peyton didn't know that that's brilliant 
<laughs> I mean, if you really think about it, it does make sense. But sure. What 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 was kind of her vibe when you met her then? Um, like I said, a little bit apprehensive. Like you know, you, you read the you read the headline, and it doesn't look good on paper. But then, what know. would the headline be? <laughs> Tim, you like words. What would the headline be? JK does it again. Another waitress whisperer to settle down. Read <laughs> <laughs> all about it. <laughs> what did she say to you? Was she what, what did she did she quiz you? Did she say, "Oh, if you mess hey, with like, my daughter, what what where did it go?" Yeah, like you know, Peyton's one. I mean, back. she's like Peyton. Like she doesn't. She doesn't mince a word. She gets straight to the point. We've heard before that you're good at speaking. What did you say back? Just told. I just spoke the truth. Spoke from what the did heart. You say? Well, she was concerned about the age gap at first. Um, we, all are, we all still are. Go on. We all still are. Um, so she was like, well, how did that happen? I explained, you know, I thought she was a little bit older. She thought I was a little bit younger. But then we realised actually we Ah, the R. Kelly defence. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> and we just talked and we got to know each other. And yeah. Do you think she likes you now? Yeah, yeah. She sent and she sent us some little treats the other week, which was quite nice from Australia. She sent us some rum and a couple of little snacks that Peyton's been missing, like been missing and stuff. So she sent her daughter some snacks for getting through being imprisoned by this old Englishman. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she's done. Yeah, so yeah, things are good. <laughs> You're dying to try and mine some sort of something out of it. <laughs> I feel like it was probably a little bit more like um, someone from Kazakhstan being sold off to Borat or like one of Borat's <laughs> daughters being sold off to a rich Englishman. They think they think you're rich because you're white and you're from England, but <laughs> they misunderstand. Why do you think our first dance song was signed, sealed, delivered? Because <laughs> that's, that's the things that had to happen for it to come to Australia, come back to England. Australia, that's good. <laughs> Uh, so yeah they're all fine now and they're bezel mates and having a good old laugh but yeah there was no need to be a gun to her she could have just, just spoken openly from the heart and do you want to talk it. about the other big thing that went down at the yeah. engagement party yeah I wanted to say this one for last week because this is a big oh thing. shit go on then sorry oh no no go on go on uh, no we'll come back to it we'll come back to it if you want no no let's talk about it now let's talk about it next year <laughs> uh how much so, more have we got to talk about? Fuck me. So at this party, obviously, Harold has the history book, the history book of Ramsey Street. And he's like, he's told <laughs> Levi and Freya they can get in it, even though I... Pay, it's a scrapbook. It's a big fucking photo album. Yeah. And he's like, right, everyone's having a party. Get yourself in this book. He's told Freya and Levi they can be in there, even though I believe they've only been a, like together like a week before we started watching it. Uh, but it's like, yeah, you two can go in. And they're like, oh. They are a good-looking couple, by the way. They are a fucking beautiful couple. They are the best-looking couple I think Neighbours has ever had. I think he's possibly the best-looking character since Drew, Ka- Drew Kirk. Shit. He's a beautiful <laughs> man, whoever plays Levi. Uh, he's such a handsome man. Like, he, he makes the people in Love Island look like ugly cunts. He's to be like, fair... I think the three of us make the the guys in Love Island look like ugly cunts. Like <laughs> they just are. They're all 
male, men and women are fucking weird looking on that show. I buttoned up my polo shirt to the top. Can I get in Love Island? Yes. And you with your basketball top, you look like yep. Queen Love Island. Tim, not you. Unfortunately, <laughs> you're not through to this next round. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd immediately come last in every popularity vote. <laughs> Tim! I would... I'd love no. every single moment of it. I think Tim would join the the Love Island Hall Villa Hotel. I don't watch it. He'd co- he'd come a little bit so later, I. and everyone would be like, "Who? Who is this sophisticated gentleman?" Like just to mix things up a bit. But then it turns out you just correct all their grammar, and they all fucking hate you. <laughs> Freya wears the oh, shortest skirt ever, as well. On like she wears ridiculously inappropriate clothes I think she looks fucking fantastic but like she for just going to a party around Toadie's house with Harold she wears ridiculous dresses I'm not complaining I'm just saying yeah. <laughs> um, so at this party uh, Wendy Rodwell's there and his wife and she's just kind of milling about chatting to people and stuff and then uh, Sadie their daughter's like come on we need to go we need to leave the party she's like alright I'm coming I'm coming I'm just she, I'm, I'm going to put this cocktail down. And then she does it. And she doesn't notice she's done this. She knocks the history book off the table into a big ice bucket. And it, it's, it's left there for a couple of hours because they don't see it till later, until once the party's done and it's all been cleaned up. And they're like, oh, the history book, it's ruined. And this book has been going for decades. Like, it's got literally everyone in it. So I don't know how, what, why they've done this. They've literally destroyed... Oh. This it is the, this could really be the saddest bad. thing. This is I was I was mortified for like Harold and like just neighbours as a show. I was like, you just fucking ruined the the thing. And there was a there was one of those what is what were you calling it last week? Meta or something when they kind yeah. of like reference real life shit. Um, what they did it was the best like a, the best in joke of the past week was when some people were looking through the the scrapbook and they saw Lucy Robinson and one of them said. Whoa, there's there's quite a lot of pictures of Lucy, although she looks different in every one. It almost looks like it almost looked like that's three different people. <laughs> yeah, that was a good little joke. Brilliant. That was a good little joke. So yeah, the history book's gone. Maybe this is what maybe this is what brings everyone back. Who knows? They go, Arrow's like, history book's done. You're gonna have to come sign it again and bring a photo. But I live in England now. Actually thinking it, around. it actually might be. It might be, or it might be the next storyline we want to talk about, uh, which, as Adam has already revealed, it's a big, re- it's a big return from the eighties, uh, and he reveals himself by shooting a cork up Paul Robinson's ass. Yes, he it does. is of course Shane Ramsey. Uh, so Shane Ramsey was like Paul Robinson's bezel mate back in the day. Got to lots and lots of scrapes. Uh, loads of scrapes, shagged all the birds, you know, proper lads, 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 geezers. Um, is, he, is, is Shane an OG? Yeah, yeah, he's an OG, yeah. Proper I think he's, OG. Why, I think he's why do you brother. think... Yeah, he is oh, okay, brother, yeah. Stuff's uh, happening there then. Why, why is it, do you think, that the writers from OG Neighbours were so fucking lazy that they couldn't come up with different names for this family and the name of the road? <laughs> <laughs> because they own no they own it that's the big storyline Tim that's the big storyline so was, was it actually they actually na- they named it yeah oh, that, it was the Ramses versus the Robinsons 
It was like the big storyline. It was like yeah, the battle for supremacy over who named, who owned Ramsey Street. I bet I wasn't even born when this was happening. So that that was a genuine question. I learned something. Yeah, that's it. That's the reason. That's why the whole thing. It was the original uh, street. It was the Robinson family with, you know, Jason Donovan and Ramsey's um, family with Kylie. And the fact, the thing was that they didn't get along from way back in history before the show even started. And then uh, them two, that's what that's why it was the big thing with them two, because yeah. they were like Romeo and Juliet yeah. in the different families. Yeah. Uh, learning things. Yeah, just in time go. for it to die. Just in time for it to die. So yeah, he's back, he's celebrating. Paul's stressing out because he the, the old David stuff's still going on at this point. And he's like, Oh, that cunt's being loud over there. And the next shot, bang, cork up the arse. It's <laughs> <laughs> a gratuitous that, shot of cork up the arse. That could be the name of this week's episode. Cork up the arse. <laughs> and then Paul turns around and went, who shoved the cork up my ass? He's like, Shane fucking Ramsey. I fucking knew it would be you shoving a cork up my ass. <laughs> he did. He was like, he wasn't even really that surprised. He was like, well, if anyone was going to shoot a cork up my ass, it'd be Shane Ramsey from 35 <laughs> fucking years ago. <laughs> I mean, Tim, I've not seen you since November last year now. So How long ago. We say this oh. cunt every fucking Monday. No, I mean in person <laughs> though. So shall I bring a bottle of champagne next time I see you? <laughs> you know how to open it expertly as well, I imagine. I do. I I'm do. I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak up on you with a machete and a bottle <laughs> and a bottle of brew or something. And a biro. With I'll stick a biro in the top of it. Yeah. And they'll turn around and just go, Tim, Tim, <laughs> and I'll know the vintage of the champagne as well because. Oh, fuck <laughs> is oh, that you too with that 1977? It fucking is, isn't it? <laughs> that, if it was a 76, I knew it'd be Adam, but. <laughs> just make these little little puckering noises with your lips, but we all know that you're doing it with your arse to suck out a little bit of liquid from the cork. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Jane Ramsey's out celebrating with friends. We never see these friends again after this scene. Uh, they're, they're completely done at this point. He's like, right, I've got another friend now. See ya. I'm in a new. I've got a friend. I don't. Well, need I got the impression because it was mostly it was like a couple of women he was with. I got the impression that he'd just kind of been the old Shane Ramsey, bought a bottle of champagne and just sat with these bitches and then popped the cork all over their asses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, so we, he's just palling about with Paul. He's back at Paul's gaff, which is a nice little gaff, by the way. It's a lovely, He's got a lift. He's got a lift and everything. I think he lives at the top of Lassiter's. Don't I think he's got that. the penthouse in Lass- Lassiter's, but it's so shit. Like, there's a lift. It, like, that's pretty cool having a lift in your house. But it's li- it's one of those ones that they had in Star Trek back in the 1950s or something. <laughs> and it's just like, whoom. <laughs> two people pulling two bits of cardboard, one on either side. And then he just kind of appears in the living room. Yeah. So they have a nice little catch-up, uh, talk about the old times, talk about some of the newer things that have gone in their life. And he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, if I'm honest, I want to buy last, I want to buy you out of Lasters because apparently Lasters has been having some money problems. Oh, maybe due to COVID, I don't know. Hospitality industry has struggled. And he's he's like, I'm here to buy it. I want to buy I want to buy it all. And he's like, wait a minute. Didn't you used to like fucking give boat rides or something? Weren't you poor as fuck? What's going on? He's like, how are you so rich all of a sudden? And Shane, Shane Ramsey literally goes, crypto. 
got loads of money now. <laughs> yeah. That's as much explanation as you get given. He just says crypto and moves on very, very quickly. The dumbest thing that anyone's yeah. ever said. It, I, I thought it was brilliant, though. I was like, yeah, fuck, fucking hell. Why not? There's two weeks left. Crypto? Like, it was, <laughs> it was like, anyone going to buy this? This is the answer you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And they're, and they're both a little bit wary of each other as well. He's like, oh, well, you know, I'll need to do my due diligence. It's like, yeah, I'm going to do my due diligence too. And then they kind of go off. Shane starts going meeting all people. He meets up with Jane. Uh, and she's a bit upset about everything that's going on. Apparently, he's a mate of Clive's as well. I don't know. He says that he's, he's a good mate with him. He's like, oh, no, he's a good mate. He wouldn't do that to you. Uh, and he's like, what do you think about Paul Robertson? Jane's like, couldn't. Don't do any business with him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is what's funny because he asks everybody, he just goes round and they all go, Paul Robinson, gone. <laughs> he asked Paul <laughs> Robinson's <laughs> son. He asked his own son. <laughs> and he went, nah, he's a bit of a cunt though. He's my dad, but he's a bit <laughs> yeah. of a cunt. Uh, and then he asked his ex-wife uh, and he and she's like, yeah, massive cunt. Uh, and he's like, right, okay. Maybe I don't want to go into business with him at all. But I get the impression here, maybe Shane Ramsey, bit of a cunt as well. Yeah, a bit of a cunt. And we see him at Toadie's party, he's researching some sort of solicitor. Because I think Paul's son says, if you're going to do business, get with him. At least get yourself some protection. Uh, so he's looking at some sort of lawyer, uh, which will be a new character we get next week. So that'd be great. Always, <laughs> always, always love a new character when you're racking things up. It'll be Jason. He's come back. He's got a new career. Don Donovan, that is not. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this could be the big storyline. I think he's not going to stop at last. Is all that crypto money? I've seen the crypto billionaires on Forbes magazine. He's going to go. Do you know what? I'll take Lasters. I'll take the lake. I'll take the Harold's Cafe. I'll I'll take it all. I'll take the police station. It'll be like fucking Monopoly. He'll have Ramsey Street. It's already got his fucking name on it. Yeah. He's like, I'll take it fucking all. Lynn's, Lynn's hair shop. I'll have that. Joe, Joe Scully's you. I'll have that. All of them. Drew, Lou's Tommy Tucker's. Drew's garage. Is yeah, Bob still here? Because I'll take Bob too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to just buy it all. He's going to, do you know what? I'll take it all. And they're going to have no no choice but to say yeah, because he's got he's a, he's got crypto. Uh, this would be a sad end to the show wouldn't it it would be uh, would we be alright with a sad end I, if, I, I don't mind a sad end if it's good like that yeah. is not a good end crypto billionaire buys everything that's shit <laughs> I don't mind a bittersweet ending I love a bittersweet ending but what's yeah, he it has to be with, good but what would he do with the street though for it to end would he just be like yeah I'm knocking it down and making it a massive hotel resort yeah, I, I think that'd the street... be fucking brilliant. <laughs> I think the people from Home and Away should fucking invade. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. I, honestly, just... I'd, be su- I'd be surprised if there's not a little bit of a nod to that. Just, just a small one, because what have they got to lose now? They're not competition anymore, if they ever they were. They, they could have a little bit. Home and Away is the biggest show in Australia. Well, yeah. Well, clearly, because fucking neighbours getting cancelled, dickhead. Yeah. No, no, Home and Away's <laughs> always been the biggest show in Australia. Like, Peyton was perplexed okay. at why... Like, when I said we're doing a Neighbours podcast, she's like, 
why are you doing a show about that when you could be doing Home Away? And I was like, because no one gives a shit about Home Away over here. She had is no it like, idea how big Neighbours was over here. Not a fucking Is clue. it like Emmerdale versus EastEnders or is it worse than that? No, Neighbours is just like, uh, Neighbours is the shit one. Like nobody cares about Neighbours in Australia at all. They're not. Wow. It's, really, it's it, it has been pretty up. weird. It's been pretty weird that its existence because it's just it's leaned on the UK market. Yeah, and we don't know the fucking difference. Like Home and Away and Neighbours, basically the same thing. Oh, Neighbours has always been the better one for us. But yeah, I never watched Home and Away. I don't know why. I just never watched it. No, like I know, like yeah, the, I, Alf is like the ball guy. Uh, yeah, Alf, someone I know, he's a dude, and I think they had Danny Minogue in it at one point as a bit of stunt casting. Like, ah, oh, we've got the other Minogue. Mm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's not a thing in Australia. That's what that's why it's fucking that's why they had to lean on Channel 5 to, to yeah. throw all the money and then when Channel 5, yeah, so not do not doing it anymore. I do love every week when I watch you this on the My Five app that they plug all their other Australian dramas before you fucking watch loads of them. <laughs> There's fucking loads. They're like Channel 5, home of Australian dramas, apart from this one. <laughs> <laughs> They carry home and away. There's one for lie to me. There's one with uh, Janine from EastEnders in. There's quite, there's fucking loads. Really? There. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, not neighbors anymore. There we go. So, yeah, that could be the thing that brings everyone to the street. Shane Ramsey could just use all his crypto and just crypto everywhere. And But would he kick, if he bought Ramsey Street, would he just kick everyone out? They're like, I own this house now, get the fuck out. Uh, or would he let them live there still? Would he let them live there, but only if all the original people came back? Would he let them live there, but would he change the Amazon password and not tell them what it was? Maybe he'd make them have shit Wi-Fi. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened to you. Did you live in a house somewhere where like a crypto billionaire owned it and went, Do you know what? I can't chance anyone getting any decent internet connection because they might buy some of the crypto and put me out of business. <laughs> this is this is fucking deteriorated. <laughs> what if he just made all the houses mediocre? <laughs> <laughs> what with some IKEA chairs? Yeah, that that'd be the sad ending that nobody wants. Mediocre homes left, right, and centre. He'd walk in and go, this isn't even got 17 rooms. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're ending this podcast on, on a very in-joke. Just a series of in-jokes. <laughs> if you only subscribe to the Patreon, you might have the slightest idea of what that joke is. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of which, subscribe to the Patreon. Just one pound a month for, for some great little in-jokes. And you'll feel, you'll feel part of the, the gang. I mean, and the Patreon stuff's better than the rest of it anyway. So if you enjoy this, you'll fucking love that. Even though three of us isn't enough to be called a guy. Unless you're in jail, then it's a guy. No, we're just a threesome. <laughs> we certainly are. And you'll hear from this threesome next week when we embark on the last two weeks of papers. Um, might be a foursome. It might be a foursome. Surprise foursome. Maybe we will get a new Roto Porno on again after all. You will only find out that though next week. Uh, so, in the meantime, thank you, Tim. Welcome. And thank you. Guys.
See you later. See you next week. Bye. If you'd like early access to the extended versions of this podcast, don't forget you can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash neighbourhood rewatch for just £1 a month. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watchneighbour. And you can also leave us a like and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts.